Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Thursday, December 15th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And the crazy wild week of DC movie news continues. Uh, We've got a few interesting nuggets and a new article from Mark Hughes of Forbes that we're going to talk about. And basically the headline of the article talks about how the Batman and Gotham City Sirens movie might be eyeing a 2018 release. Um, So he has a lot of interesting nuggets in here mixed with some facts um, as well as some of his own projections. So he, he talked about how production for the Batman movie is indeed expected to begin in March or April of 2017. Um, the Flash might be delayed because of the lack of director right now. Yeah. And he, he sort of talked about a scenario where we could be seeing a 2018 release for Gotham City Sirens and a 2019 release for Suicide Squad 2. So we'd be getting those movies in back-to-back years. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this? Uh, I think... He's normally pretty balanced in his uh, analysis and his predictions, and I, I think he's following that trend. Um, what he's saying makes sense. Uh, we've already talked about how we think Flash will probably get pushed back because they don't have a director yet. Um, and I think maybe, I don't know, I guess maybe Gotham City Sirens could come out in 2018. Uh, I thought it was going to come out in 2019, but it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. Right. I think... I think they might want to get it out in 2018. I think when you look at the logistics of it, which he did later in his article, kind of like we talked about yesterday, it's that's where it gets tricky, especially with Aquaman taking that October date. They're probably not going to release anything after that in 2018. Right. Uh, I mean, theoretically, they could have a Christmas movie, um, but I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but in, in, he also talks about how Batman's likely to take the summer 2018 release date, which mm-hmm. we which we talked about, and he sort of laid out a scenario where maybe the Batman comes out in July and Gotham City Sirens comes out in August. I would be very surprised by that. That's where it gets kind of tricky. Yeah, and then Aquaman in October, like that is that's a lot crammed into a pretty small space. Right. I mean, that's what the three month three month difference with three movies getting released in. I would be very surprised by that. I think. You know, I think the Batman's likely to come in the summer. I don't. I just don't think Gotham City Sirens will be ready by the spring or even like a May release. Um, right. Like we talked about, David Ayer's wrapping up photography, principal photography on his current movie. Uh, with that being released on Netflix, I don't think that's going to have a long time in post production. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just they just don't spend a lot of time in post production on most of their stuff. Um, they release it pretty quick. So he he laid out a scenario where an earlier mid twenty seventeen production start date for Gotham City Sirens would allow for a twenty eighteen release, but um, I think it's possible. I think it's more likely we see Gotham City Sirens early twenty nineteen, like we talked about yesterday. Yeah, that still makes the most sense to me. Uh, one of the interesting things that he mentioned though was uh, just. Here's a, here's a direct quote from the article. I'm going to go on record now with my prediction that Suicide Squad 2 will be a head-to-head battle in which Deadshot leads a new squad to capture, kill Harley and her band of female villains from Gotham City Sirens. Yeah. 
That just that sounds, sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really good idea. And I think it's doable. Um, we talked yesterday, like how would, how would Suicide Squad 2 work? They'd have mm-hmm. to get Harley back in the film somehow. So she'd either be captured at the end of Suicide Squad 2 or, or at the end of Gotham City Sirens for Suicide Squad 2 or something like that. Yeah. Because you don't want to have a Suicide Squad movie without Harley. But with Harley being chased down, that's a really interesting scenario. Yeah. And I still think that although Harley and Deadshot are both great characters, I don't know if they can lead solo films. And so they're doing the sirens with Harley. Um, and then instead of doing like a Deadshot solo spinoff, this would just be the next time we see Deadshot is in Suicide Squad 2. And he's leading the group against her. And that makes perfect sense to me. Right. I think that would be really interesting. And there's a lot of fun things you can do with it. And that would also make it more of a more of a smaller film where the you know, right. Suicide Squad is not taking on the end of the world. Exactly. Uh, but he did, ha- he did have an interesting point about the box office potential of Gotham City Sirens. Yeah, he, uh, he said that basically they're a presumed 700 to 800 million dollar player, which is, that's a lot of money. <laughs> like, <Right>. <laughs> that's more than we predicted Wonder Woman's going to make. Well, uh, well said. Seven to eight hundred million dollars is a lot of money. I agree yes. with you there. Um, yeah, I. That sounds like a lot, but Suicide Squad with poor reviews did seven forty five. Right. Um, now that did have the benefit of Joker and Batman and Will Smith in the marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which Gotham City Sirens theoretically could have all of that and yeah, more. Yeah, could. Um. But we don't know that for sure going in, you know, with what amount any of those characters would be involved. Yeah. And the other thing is they can probably get this into China, whereas they couldn't get Suicide Squad into China. Right. I hope so. Yeah. I think I would think that would be assumed going in. They would try to do that. Uh, Yeah. So a lot of interesting points in this article. Um, A lot to chew on. I I think it it lays out a a plausible scenario for three DC films in 2018. But... um, We'll just have to see. Uh, I think Gotham City Sirens, the script would have to be done now. And David Ayer would have to be able to film right away after he's done with his current film to to make it out in 2018. Yeah. So another thing, he also mentioned uh, the Greg Silverman exit interview, which we're going to get to in a minute. But he's out at Deadline and a for- or he's out at Warner Brothers. And he um, mentioned in an inter- exit interview with Deadline, he mentioned Batman sort of among the 2018 releases it's sort of weird how he's phrasing it but he talks about 2018 films he reads off a bunch of names and then he says batman um so i think that's the closest we've gotten to confirmation for 2018 release but it's something to note yeah and there's i mean i really don't have any doubt right now that batman is not going to come out in 2018 so yeah i absolutely expect the same um so next up is that Greg Silverman article, you know, he is now out as Warner Brothers' top creative executive. Toby Emmerich from New Line Cinema will be replacing him. This is a Hollywood Reporter exclusive. Silverman was head of Warner Brothers Pictures basically since 2013. He'd been with the company since 1997. Emmerich has been with New Line Cinema since 2008, and he's going to be overseeing both Warner Brothers and New Line Cinemas from a creative perspective now. And he's going to have green light power with Warner Brothers CEO Kevin Sujihara. Yeah, uh, Emmerich actually has a really good reputation. He um, 
worked on a bunch of successful films, smaller budget films with New Line Cinema. Uh, also, the Hobbit trilogy. That's not a smaller budget film, but yeah. <laughs> um, but films like recently this year, financial successes like Central Intelligence, Central Intelligence, and The Conjuring Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think of this, Zach? I mean, do you have anything to say on that? I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. Um, I mean, I guess it's exciting in some ways. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know that much about, about him. So, um, I like the Hobbit movies. So that's something good that he's done. But, you know, as long as there's somebody coming in who, you know, respects some of the vision that the people creating the movies have and, you know, doesn't mess around too much, I'm more than happy with what they're doing. Right. I agree. It's really tough to judge executives from yeah. where we are. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes and a lot of it is he said, she said stuff in terms of who should take the blame and everything. But uh, since since Silverman has taken over, uh, WB has trended downwards uh, critically mm-hmm. and financially, um, just looking at the numbers. And But Emmerich has done really well with New Line Cinema the last few years. So I think it's a promising move, but I don't know what we can take from it yet. Yeah. Um, the rap did have an interesting article basically uh, claiming Greg Silverman was sort of responsible for a lot of the, the bad stuff that has gone on recently with DC films and, and sort of talked about locking him out, locking David Ayer out of the, out of the editing room for suicide yeah. squad, uh, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a promising move, but yeah, we just don't know what to take from it yet. Yep. Our last piece of news um, is regarding Aquaman and uh, its shooting and budget. Uh, the Courier Mail, which is an Australian newspaper, I think we're the first ones to report this, but we're getting this from Hollywood Reporter. Um, it's going to shoot in the first half of 2017 and filming at Surfer's Paradise. That's that's fitting fitting for Aquaman, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be shooting at the Village Road Show Studios there. Um, and they have the largest purpose-built water tank in Australia, which, you know, is probably going to be handy for Aquaman. Yeah, so this is a... We've talked about this before, Village Road so- Roadshow Studios, but this is the official confirmation in the numbers. Yeah. And this, is a, this is a studio where Thor Ragnarok recently shot, and per- Pacific Rim 2 is also going to shoot there. So they're they're built for big-budget blockbusters. Yeah. Um, and part of this announcement was... Uh, the Australian arts minister, Mitch Feifold, saying that Aquaman is going to create a thousand <laughs> jobs and spend a total of 150 million Australian dollars, which is 111 US dollars. Um, but that's not the actual budget of the film. That's just kind of a number that they get to, like, this is the amount of money they're pumping into the local economy is more what that announcement was. Right. So I know, I've seen a couple places mentioned because the Courier Mail article mentioned $160 million. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, that being Australian dollars, but um, yeah, that's not the actual budget of the film. It's more, it's kind of tough to figure out what the budget was going to be from that because this is, I would assume this is about what they're going to spend on filming in Australia, right. but not everything they spend is done in Australia. So I don't think we can get much concrete from this yet. Yeah. We can say that it's at least a hundred and eleven million dollars probably. Yeah, I, yeah, I would guess so. That's not terribly surprising, but yeah, I'm, I will be curious to see what the final budget comes in at. Um, yeah, 
because this has got to be an expensive movie to make. Yeah, it's nice that you know James Wan gets to shoot in his backyard, basically. So, yeah. So one interesting thing was the largest purpose-built water tank. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because Zack Snyder in Justice League is using green screen for the Aquaman scenes, underwater right. stuff. So I think I don't know if James Wan is going to also do that, and this is going to supplement that with other um, with other shots. But I just found that interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and one other thing, they got a—they're getting a twenty-two million dollar federal government rebate for this Aquaman film. Is so I think that has a big reason to do with why it's filming in Australia. Yeah, and I bet the fact that the director is Australian probably helped them secure that grant. Um, uh, I, I, I think when you're spending twenty-two million dollars, <laughs> you, you sort of maybe you don't care so much about where they're from, but. If you're <laughs> Um, last thing today, there was a, there's a tiny rumor going around that maybe Megan Fox wants to be Poison Ivy. Um, this originated from Bleeding Cool, I think. I read the article and it just sounds like the writer's sort of suggestion. He doesn't cite any sources or anything like that. Yeah. Like, not even anonymous sources. He just, it's like he's talking. So I don't, I wouldn't take this as any kind of anything, would you? No. And I, I hope she doesn't play Poison Ivy, but. What do you have against Megan Fox? I don't really care for her acting, but that's just my personal preference. Well, I haven't really seen her in anything. I think she's just been in a lot of bad movies. Exactly. (laughs) I have seen her. I think I've only seen her in New Girl, and she was funny in that, so I don't have much of an opinion. Yeah. But, um, well, she was also in Jonah Hex, but I forgot (laughs) what happened in that movie. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I don't think anything will come from it, but we just wanted to mention it. All right, well, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.